Hey guys, what's going on? So I'm down here in Arkansas at Board Camp Crystal Mine. We just spent three days down here uh, hunting for crystals, hunting for Sasquatch, not technically hunting, but uh, no, this, so this is a beautiful place out here. This, it's sacred land and it's a crystal mine. And this is Orville, he's the owner. And he has had some incredible Sasquatch stories that I, when he was telling me, I was like, I gotta, I gotta put this on camera. I want other people to hear this because I think a lot of people need to get out of here and uh, experience this for themselves because it's uh, it's an incredible place. So I was gonna have you share some stories. Uh, the first, actually, the first one, the, your very first encounter. Right, because that's always the most special one. Yeah. Because that's when your eyes get opened. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've I've had eight sightings, but nothing comes close to matching number one. Okay. Yeah. And. I was going up the hill. There's a steep hill and it drops into a ravine. And we have a lot of Native Americans that come out here. They bless the ground and everything. So what happens is they will take in an evening hike and they're chanting and talking, had been burning sage and smudging and all. And I, I'm like new to everything. So I'm like just really trying to suck up as much information as I can. I haven't seen anything yet or whatever. But we were walking up the hill. We get about 100 feet from the hit, top of the hill, which like I said, dropped into a ravine. And all of a sudden, all these guys just stop and turn their backs to the road. And I'm standing at the bottom. I don't know what to do, so I do the same thing. And they're all still chanting, but they're going like this. So I start walking through the middle of the, the row of these Native Americans. And the medicine man was in the front. And when I get to the front, he puts his hand on my back and he's like pushing me forward. He's there, nobody's talking, they're still chanting. But I start to walk up the hill. And just as I get within about 75 feet of the top of the hill, like I said, steep ravine, I see my first one. And when he came up, he was walking up the hill, but he literally looked like he was coming up an elevator. Just wow. no effort at all walking up the hill. And it was just so perfect. And he got to the top of the hill and he looked me dead in the eyes and just went, forward like this, then he leaned back, turned his head just a little, then his shoulders, and then you can see the profile. I saw him lift his leg like he was getting ready to walk off, and that's the last I saw. I did not see him run away. I didn't see him disappear, didn't see him dive into the ravine, nothing. It's just one minute, whoa. Next minute, no, <laughs> you know? How, and how tall, right? You said that was- Approximately 12 feet, yeah. Wow. We figured he was at least a 12-footer. Now, I, inside, am absolutely just coming unglued. I'm, my mouth is moving 100 miles an hour. No words are coming out. My feet are moving, but my body's not. And I just, not panic, but all of a sudden, you just get this overwhelming peace. And I'm walking back down, and I'm like, did you see, did you see, did you see, you know? Yeah. And... They're all standing there like, yeah, this is the way things are. This is the way it's supposed to be. It, yeah. You're good, you know? You were getting initiated. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, the hard way. Yeah. So uh, no warning, no anything, but the uh, 
that was my first. And once your eyes are opened, your eyes will never close again. Mm -hmm. Okay. And like I said, I have seen seven more. Some of them I've actually got pictures of, but the, the first one, he's always going to be my special one. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he was, a lot of people have asked me, oh, what does he look like? And, and what I saw was he was mostly dark brown, kind of little areas of black, you know, and it could have been shadowing, but areas of the black, but he had kind of a grayish face. And it, the, what the impression I got, he was very, very old. Really? Very yeah. old. And have you seen any females? Well, you know, and it's like... Do you, can you tell? I can't, I can't tell the difference. Sure. You know, and it's like when you see one, like, for instance, I'm up mowing the lawn up on the hill. There is a valley and it goes up to another hill. But when you mow and you look out the corner of your eye and one is standing in the tree line. Yeah. And he's like 300 feet away, but he's obviously there. It's not like I caught it out of the corner of my eye. Now it's not. No, he's obvious. And... You know, the whole thing lasts 30 seconds, 45 seconds, and he's standing there. And to me, it's like they're initiating and going, oh yeah, yeah, hi, how you doing? You know? Yeah. And well, it's clear after spending some time out here, you have a connection with the land. Obviously you're drawn here for a reason. So I know, I'm sure that, I'm sure like you said, once you have the sighting, it's, it's, it's like basically family to you right and they're they're kind of showing you the land and they know that you are here protecting the land so it's a really beautiful uh interaction and then as far as the crystal digging goes like you don't actually allow people to dig until the earth is ready to release the crystals in that area everything's done with respect right and they understand that so they're i'm sure they're comfortable showing mm -hmm. themselves around you right we we only dig with hand tools never ever you know disrespect the earth with heavy equipment uh I, I truly believe that crystals have uh, special energy, mm -hmm. and I, you know, I've heard people go, they have power. I don't, I don't really believe that they have like superpowers. Sure. But I do believe they have special energy, and to me, they're tools. Mm -hmm. And the tools in the right hand of the right mechanic can fix anything. Yeah. So, the uh, people can take crystals and say, I'm going to use it for this, and I'm going to. If you're not a very good mechanic, the tool isn't going to help very much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and actually, we caught some, we saw some fresh tracks last oh, night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we and you have some casted out here. Um, that was cool because you actually have pictures of the footprints before you casted them. Right, and then during the cast and after yeah. the cast. What happened that night? Uh, we have a night vision camera that on the stage and is pointing up the hill and it runs 24 seven recording. Mm -hmm. And whenever something like spooky happens, whatever, we can always go back and look at the camera. Well, one night, evening time, uh, Cheryl was showing a presentation in the green room to some people. And I'm looking at, while she's doing that, I I'm looking at the security camera, just shooting through. And I noticed the camera is pointing at the ceiling. Yeah. So I come out here and I look and the camera's pointing forward. So then I run the tape and here's the camera on a post and it's got a pivot on the bottom and it leans back like this. It's like that for about eight minutes and then it stands back up. And I truly believe that, you know, they were probably 
coming through the meadow and they're way more than one. They maybe were walking the children. I don't know because we didn't see any of that. But he moved the camera down, did what they were going to do, and then stood the camera back up. And so we got in the car and we drove around. We went up the hill and as we came back, there was a pretty good sized tree across the road. And that's where we saw prints all over, but we can see when he had picked up the tree, he had the way to him plus the tree, and then there was gravel in the road. And when he stepped to put the tree down, that's the prints we got, which are 20 inch prints. Yeah, and that's cool because if you look at look at them both, you can tell in one of the feet, it looked like his toes were like gripping or grabbing. Mm -hmm. So it's not like the same exact no, they're Stay. not exact. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and they're kind of like pigeon-toed, but I'm thinking he stepped and then twisted this way, because like step onto the road and then turn yeah. to set it down. And I think he twisted his foot a little bit, yeah. and that's why the toes look. And to me, that just makes it that much more authentic. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I mean, everything, guys, if you come out here, like, I mean, the amount of evidence, not just evidence, but just the experiences that you mm -hmm. guys have had, um, picnic tables being stacked up, rocks, rock stacks, mm -hmm. rock arches. Um, and this is just not stuff we told you. Yeah. You have experienced stuff yourself. Exactly. Well, just like crystals being thrown up on this stage out of, or being dropped out of thin mm -hmm. air, whatever you want to call it. I've experienced that twice now. And that is fascinating. And the increase in temperature on the crystal? Yeah, the crystal is hot. When it lands on the stage, it's hot like it's been in somebody's hand. Yeah. yeah. Somebody other than a human because it is way hot. Yeah, yeah. We had one two weeks ago that the crystal was 99 degrees. Wow. So uh, wow. in the stage area where we're sitting was like 42 degrees. Yeah. That was pretty warm. Mm -hmm. That and then this ball out here in the field he sets up a, a beach ball with a glow stick inside of it and wedges it in between a board and a rock i mm -hmm. guess and it can't move even if the wind i mean it's wedged in there even if it's windy it won't fall but at night with the glow stick and the ball you can see it because it's dark and last time we were here and the and the last night and the night before mm -hmm. the ball will just it's almost as if it gets hit by a hand. Yeah, you, a lot of times you could hear him slap yeah. it. We've heard that we've heard the hand hit the ball and it goes flying. Mm -hmm. He puts it back up. Sometimes we hear. Well, last night you heard rustling or like what sounded like mm -hmm. a tree fall, and no sooner than that is when the ball got hit. Mm -hmm. And after that, we heard the groans or the yeah. the vocalization up in the right. inside, which we've heard the yeah the call. Yeah, and it's and you know what, Cheryl and I, we're just the guardians. Mm -hmm. That's it. Uh, we own the land because the tax guy reminds us every year, you know, here's your bill. <laughs> yeah. But as far as a phenomenon, nobody owns that. Sure. We cannot take claim to, nor anybody else should take claim to a mm -hmm. phenomenon. Whatever is happening here belongs to all the people of the earth. Yeah. And, uh, and our goal is to share with people who have been called to listen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and uh, you guys haven't just had that, the UFO experiences. That oh, yeah. We've seen, I mean, guys, there's, it, if you've been to East SETI before, it's it's like that kind of, you know, there's craft in the sky. We have power-ups, mm -hmm. uh, stuff you just can't explain. We've seen orbs floating around here. Uh, what else? I mean, oh, Expedition Unknown with Josh Gates. They came out here and filmed an episode, and you said that was Josh, like his experience. Oh, yeah, that. they... they... 
they caught a flyover and I mean, it was so close. To me, it looked like the size of a refrigerator and it was barely clearing the treetops when it went over and it was bright enough that it was actually lighting the ground. Wow, and then he, he flipped out about it. Yeah, he was pretty excited. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and you can go to our website or you can go to Expedition Unknown. Yeah. And he did a four-part mini-series called The Hunt for Extraterrestrials. And they went to all the hot spots in the world, mm -hmm. all over the world. And we were episode four. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it was pretty interesting mm -hmm. that night. And you guys, know. the energy out here, there's vortexes or something. Some of these trees out here are twisted. Things are happening with the trees that are impossible. Impossible unless some type of energetic force is manipulating them. Mm -hmm. I mean, that alone, the, the levitating rocks. Yeah. They have levitating rocks on film. And this is the, this is the most incredible thing to me. Well, and, and you know, we've heard a hundred different theories. Yeah. And you just have to find one that feels comfortable with you because nobody knows for sure. Yeah. And, but one of the theories I kind of like the most that kind of fits is that a lot of the craft are using when they're in our atmosphere, you sonic levitation, mm -hmm. okay? And you sound to move. Yeah. And it's a sound that we can't hear way beyond our audible hearing. And if you look on the internet, uh, sonic levitation has been around a while. So they're thinking that craft are coming over and it has something to do with the crystals in the ground. And none of our crystals are, you know, lost their energy because we don't dynamite, no heavy equipment. Everything is the way it's supposed to be. And if a craft is using sonic levitation, are the crystals hearing that sound? Because a crystal is going to resonate at a certain frequency. Yeah. And it's going to build up, build up, it discharges, does it again, it discharges. And... That's why the crystal in a cluster, if you have a certain point, the crystals around that are the same shape mm -hmm. because they've got the same frequency. But are they hearing the craft recording, playing that frequency back, and that's what's causing the rocks well, to flicker? And what's also interesting is the rocks that did levitate mm -hmm. were at what you guys call the event site. Yes. Right? And that's where you saw three beams of light shoot mm -hmm. straight into the air about 300 feet, but they all were cut off. They're, like, they were like all they flat. Were, almost like they were hitting the bottom of a cloaked ship or something, right? right? And, you know, the it's like flipping a coin out here. Every, half of the people are going, it's the light coming down, and some people are saying it was the light going up. But we know that the Earth is here, the ship was there, and there was light in between them. Something was blocking those beams or originating yeah. at that point. And then also that area, um, any metal that's put in that area becomes yep. polarized. Yeah. North and south, and um, even like the, the paper clips, mm -hmm. you were putting them on the, the, the fence posts and they were becoming magnetized. Right, yeah. we can hang paper clips end for end on the, uh, on the fence posts. And they, uh, it is just, we will never, ever, I believe, I will never, ever have all the answers. No, so really. I've reserved myself to, I don't want the answers. Sure. And sometimes in life, you know, if you have a roller coaster 
and it's got like eight buggies and you can put like 12 people in each buggy and it has to go up 150 feet and it's like how much horsepower with Teflon rollers and it's like I don't care I want <laughs> yeah. to enjoy the ride yeah exactly. that's what I'm here for is yeah. just really to enjoy the ride but my main purpose is to make sure nobody tears up the roller coaster or falls off yeah you know that's about it and you're the right person I mean you're clearly connected and you're you're respecting the land. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's my favorite part. So, I mean, countless Native American tribes have been out oh, here. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're giving, they're constantly giving you messages. Yeah. Which is, the, that's actually fascinating to me because mm -hmm. you said they just started showing up. You never called them. Right. It's like the, the land here was calling them. Right. And, and they know way more about what's going on than I ever will. Yeah. And I, I really wish sometimes that, you know, you dream that you can be like that. <laughs> you know yeah so i'm sure and well, you know there's people out there that wish that dream wish they could be in your spot so yeah well the thing is we have so much fun out here it's yeah. a happy place you know yeah, exactly it's very and, true very and true. you know you and i have been cutting up for like three days He's laughing the whole but, time right? oh laughing the whole time but the thing is and and everything's good but if somebody violates the earth rules if somebody goes over the line mm -hmm. then it's different i mean that's when it's like okay wait yeah. Okay, no, 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 no. We gotta come back. Yeah. We went on a walk. There's an area the Native Americans called the nursery, and that's where the wise one is supposed to be teaching the children, yeah. right? And the trees there are just insane manipulated. Yeah, there was some cool stuff up there. Yeah. But we don't step, we'll stand outside the line, but we don't cross the line. We don't go into the nursery for, you know, for a fact that we don't want to contaminate it. Yeah. It's not ours. We don't know land, but it's not ours. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. if we respect it, it'll respect us back. Yeah, I love that. Guys, you gotta get out of here. Board Camp, Crystal Mine, Mina, Arkansas. Just so happens to be right next to the Clinton cocaine trafficking. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, no, I, I almost wonder if they, you know, you know these dark forces, uh, they, it's strategically placed mm -hmm. with their operation, and I'm I'm wondering if they're aware of the energy here and trying to corrupt that energy. Yeah, somehow. you never know. Yeah. And, you know, a guy told me one time. He goes, uh, he goes, I've been to Skinwalker, and this is just like Skinwalker if you hold it up to a mirror, really? because it's dark over there, but it's light over here, mm -hmm. and over there it's like they won't let anybody in. It's all fenced off, and he goes here. It's open. It's clean. It's like there's no negative no, floating around. Nothing like that here. It's it's actually fantastic. And, and we will we will shut somebody down if they go over the line. Yeah. But that's yeah pretty much our only job. Just walking around the property in certain spots. Mm -hmm. I mean, your ears start ringing. You start buzzing. You describe like yeah. that nauseous. Effect. I mean, it affects you, especially if you're an empath or you're a feeler. Mm -hmm. You can tell. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on here. It's beautiful. So. And even when we're crystal digging, we limit it to 15 people a day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have other minds that have 200 people out there. We've had other people tell us, they're going, you guys are idiots. You're turning people away. 15 is the 15 buckets a day. The earth can easily supply that amount without running out. Mm -hmm. If we were to go to 16... Eventually, the Earth will run out of crystals in this area. It might be 2,000 years from now, but that's not the point. Yeah. The point is, uh, one of the greatest things I could ever find out here 
is one of my great, 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 great grandkids enjoying themselves like we have enjoyed this weekend because we didn't destroy it. Yes, absolutely. On that, we'll wrap this up. That was that's beautiful. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate you yeah. coming out. Thanks very much. Of course, guys. Make sure you get out of here. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.